As the war rolls on in Ukraine, people on the left and right are calling for more energy. They just don't understand the game that's being played on America. And while there's a big distraction, a lot of news is coming out about the 2020 election. How convenient for it to come out now. Boy, it's all a game. All today, Eric's America. Hello, happy weekend, happy Sunday. I hope uh, you are doing well. Um, I'm uh, I'm doing a lot better, as you can tell. My voice is just about completely back to normal, which is <laughs> can't tell you, can't tell you. It was uh, it was rough, man. Over a week of just having a hoarse, weird voice, and at some points I just couldn't even talk. So I'm glad to have it back and be uh, fairly back to normal. And unfortunately, uh, the world is uh, not normal right now. And of course, all the focus is on Ukraine and uh, what is going on there. Now, I'm not saying that we should ignore that at all. Uh, it is a uh, huge uh, a huge crisis. It's uh, going to be a humanitarian crisis. Already is a humanitarian crisis and building. But there's a lot going on and a lot that this exposes that it's just it's just hard to ignore all of it and uh, we've got to get into all that today uh, before I get started I want to remind everybody to like subscribe rate review all those things that you have been doing keep doing them it is making a huge difference tell a friend uh, whether you think they'll like it or hate it uh, we get both and uh, it seems like the haters um, are really loud but uh, as we know there's uh, they're just a loud minority that's what it is it's a loud minority it's fine I you know I think the best, biggest misconception that uh, they make is the fact that they would think that I really care, and I don't, so, you know, yeah, I hate to ruin their day, but uh, anyway, uh, just leave a comment, uh, whatever, it all makes a big difference, it all defeats the, uh, the evil algorithms that uh, <clears throat> are being built uh, better and better every day to uh, figure you and I out, it's truly terrifying, but uh I do appreciate everybody that has been doing that. And if you haven't, please do. It makes a huge difference. <clears throat> now, we're going to get uh, into all this today. So, all eyes are on Ukraine, of course. And it has turned into the new BLM movement. Strange enough, you need to change your profile picture to have a Ukrainian flag. Show your solidarity. Stand with Ukraine. Now, <clears throat> on its face, of course, I agree like many people did when blm came out and said well black lives matter most people said well yeah obviously i mean all lives really matter so yeah I, I agree with that and most people never go any further into it than that and you know whereas that's fine and most people are really busy they have lives they have families they have obligations they have things they're doing they can't dig into all this and that's why there's people like myself who dig into these things and go wait a second if you really believe in this, then why are you hurting the very people you say you support? Wait a second, we need to dig into this a little further. And you, you go on down the road and you find out the truth. <clears throat> and much like what's going on with Ukraine. 
Okay, so apparently now Ukraine is the most sovereign, most democratic, greatest nation on earth, and this big bad boogeyman. Remember, we heard uh, the third grade edition. I'm uh, not even third grade. Third graders are smarter than Kamala's uh, than Kamala Harris. Uh, Three year old explanation of Russia's a big country and they invaded a little country and that's bad. Okay, I mean literally, we listen to that clip. It's just it's un, un- unlistenable anymore. It's just too dumb. But that's what we're supposed to believe. Now, we have to take a step back, as you always do, as uh, my favorite uh, show of all time. And I I don't know if I've mentioned it many times, but it is uh, The X-Files. And my favorite uh, phrase from that was trust no one. And I think that's something you should live by. Trust no one. Trust no one. Find out for yourself what's going on. Dig a little deeper. Read a little further. Find out for yourself. Trust no one, especially the government. And they, and of course, in the show, they were referencing the government. Trust no one. And I definitely, uh, you know, second that sentiment. If it comes from the government, uh, definitely trust no one. Uh, They're not on your side. Trust me. Um, Very, very few are if if there are a few. There are a few, I believe, are on on the, uh, uh, you know, side of the people, but very, very few are. So so when this starts coming out, I start looking into what the hell's going on. And we start looking at uh, 20 years of the U.S. and especially the State Department's meddling in Ukraine. And you start going, wait a second. I thought this was the freest, fairest, most democratic nation with the most sovereign borders in the world, and it's causing a catastrophe. Well, wait a second. Why has the State Department been screwing around with this country for so many years? And especially, I mean, it has been about 20 years, but really, essentially, the major uh, major parts of this really kicked off right around 2013, 2014. Maybe as far back as 2012. Yeah, I know it's really strange. It was the same people that were in power now uh, under the Obama administration. Weird, huh? You have the Obama uh, administration involved. You have the Clintons involved. And of course, nothing could go wrong, right? I mean, everything went so smoothly. Nothing bad happened, of course. Anyway, when you get your first big red flag, you go, of course, I support people of Ukraine and they don't want to you know, be under Russian rule. Uh, they want to make their own self-determination. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yes. You know, kudos to you. Uh, you know, that's how this country was born. We wanted to throw off British rule and we had to fight for it. So understandable. Gotcha. Where I run up against it. As I said before, Zelensky is a, a kind of a weird character. Um, he was an actor, okay, which, you know, doesn't necessarily mean anything bad. So was Ronald Reagan. So, you know, I don't write it off right off the bat. But, uh, you know, it's really strange to suddenly uh, have this guy who obviously is very adept at uh, PR and, uh, you know, public relations and all types. Uh, of course, he's going to come across pretty pretty well as he should and he's coming out and again i I thought it was kind of silly some of the comments he made sounded like he was in a um diehard movie and i'm like that's a little over the top uh maybe we shouldn't quite go there because too many people i believe live in a movie video game world too much and we think real life is like that and it's not 
I mean, if everything's falling around you, you better figure out a way to get the hell out of the situation or you're just going to die. I mean, there isn't going to be some crazy, you're not going to jump out the window and land on a jet plane and, and throw the canopy off and, and take over. I mean, all that stuff's insane. We should know it's insane. It's not going to happen. So we do have to be a little bit more realistic. And then I found uh, this uh, <clears throat> tweet from uh, President Zelensky uh, that started to disturb me a little. It says, just at Justin Trudeau was one of those leaders who inspired me to join politics. Ooh. Ooh. I don't want to say that's a huge strike against you, but <clears throat> that's a huge strike against you. I mean, we just saw uh, what Trudeau does. Uh, he's a dictator. He, he loves Stalin. He loves the dictators of the world. And he runs Canada as a fiefdom. And we already saw this. Something else very similar you saw recently in Canada, recently with uh, the government's attack on regular people after January 6th, in Ukraine, that all seem very familiar. Well, what's that? Well, it's actually the reset. It's actually the reset that everyone has been talking about. And so many have dismissed as, well, it's just a crazy theory. Well, if it's a crazy theory, if it's a crazy conspiracy theory, then why did the guy who uh, we look at that uh, really thought up the Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, I, I don't know if you've done this, uh, Google Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset, and you will get, oh, a book that he wrote recently called <laughs> The Great Reset. I mean... You know, if you're if you're curious about what's going on, he also uh, wrote a book on the uh, <clears throat> the fourth industrial revolution and what to do about useless people that are now going to become useless because we're going to have so much AI and robots and everything else that uh, such a large portion of the population are going to become worthless and useless human beings. And we really need to find out something to do with them. Hence the Great Reset. All right. And in the uh, summer of 2020, he wrote a very dystopian, terrifying book uh, called Coronavirus and the Great Reset. That's very, very, very interesting. But anyway, so what does that have to do? Well, if you look into Schwab and the World Economic Forum and all this, of course, you got the Gateses and the, you know, Oh, all these basic world oligarchs, not just Russian oligarchs. Now, you see, the Russian oligarchs kind of been on the outside of the WEF, although they have more in common with people like Klaus Schwab and Jeff Bezos and um, <clears throat> people like Bill Gates than they do with Putin. You know, so, you know, maybe that explains some of what's going on right now. But what is similar? Well, are we actually doing anything to hurt Russia right now? Now, we heard about all these great, amazing, all these really, really tough sanctions we're going to put on Putin. It's really strange. They they tried to freeze assets and freeze boats. They've been, uh, yeah, they've been seizing oligarchs, uh, you know, ships. They've been dumping out Russian vodka, which I hate to tell you, Smirnoff is not Russian. It has a Russian name. It's been a U.S. company for a very, very long time. So can we stop being stupid, please? It's just dumb. I mean, 
I don't know. I guess I'll never have a Moscow mule ever again because, you know, that'll be my way to fight for Ukrainians. I mean, it's dumb. But what you see is the canceling of Russia. The same thing they did to somebody like, oh, I don't know, Donald Trump or Mike Lindell from My Pillow or the truckers in Canada or the people at, at the uh, riot on January 6th. Isn't this odd that it's the same playbook? That seems really weird. I mean, Russia is militarily attacking another nation. So do you think they really care if you dump out the vodka? Do you think they really care if your, you know, if your Twitter page now has a Ukrainian flag? Do you think that these oligarchs really give a shit if you take their yacht when US and Europe are giving them about a billion dollars a day for oil? Do you think they could just, I don't know, buy four more this week it seems weird doesn't it but it is the same plan it's the same playbook that plays out over and over it's all a show it's all this whole it's cloth mask it's the whole you know show how virtuous you are and what is the point of all this virtue signaling And people have asked this a lot. What is the purpose of the virtue signaling? Well, it's to show that you are a member in good standing with the new party line, which is whatever it is. It's nebulous. It's, uh, I guess, now known as Western democracy, which I do not subscribe to. I subscribe to Constitutional Republic, by the way, which I'm very fond of. And we should uh, stick to that. It is very odd. Now they're talking about shutting off Russian oil. which ultimately would just hurt more people in the U.S. as if we're not paying enough. I don't know about you, but uh, gas is right around $4 a gallon here. Uh, I'm sure it is most places in the country. It's headed up to $5 a gallon. If you have a problem with that, this is what I talk about when I talk about the elites and they're all on board with this crazy, woke climate garbage. And there's a reason for it. We're going to talk about that. But... What's really strange is they don't care. I mean, does it really matter that much? Does it matter that much if you are a billionaire and it costs you a hundred bucks to fill up your car? Does that care? Do you care? No, you don't care. You're a billionaire. You're an elitist. What do you care? If you're in the government, the government's paying for all of it anyway. What do you care? You don't. You know the people that get hurt? Similar to the same thing that they're doing in Russia. Is it Putin that's getting hurt? No. Do you think the oligarchs are going to cry because you dumped out your vodka, you dipshit? No. They're billionaires. They don't give a shit. The people that are getting hurt are, well, the Russian people, the Ukrainian people. Because it's already been said. If you didn't notice this, you know, they used the the uh, diehard line when Zelensky came out and said, oh, I don't need a ride. I need more bullets. Well, that's great. But you already know you've got a ride. Okay? He's got a ride and he's going to live just fine. No matter what happens. Well, what about the Ukrainian people that are, you know, sleeping in tents in the middle of the winter in Poland right now? Well, they're not doing real fine. They're not doing real fine at all. What about the Russian people, the ordinary people? They didn't have anything to do with it. Well, they're not living real fine either because they just found out that they're now bankrupt. All right, bro. Was that a problem? Well, of course it's not. They're just useless people. Ask Klaus Schwab. They're just useless people. Don't worry about them. It's not a problem. 
But the actual people involved, all these elites around the world, do you think they're getting hurt? Well, of course not. Everything's already taken care of for them. That's why they can talk so big and bad and be so bombastic and throw, you know, throw armies and weapons and, and all these sanctions around because they know at the end of the day, none of them are actually getting hurt. Who's getting hurt? You and I. And people just like us all around the world are getting hurt while people play games. Make no mistake, it is a global game. So here is uh, one of those uh, elitists, uh, Bob Corker. Uh, he used to be a former Republican senator. He's just telling you, hey, listen, you know, I may be worth $100 million, you know, and I may not have a problem going and filling up, but I know that, you know, if you're working, you're a working person and suddenly it goes up, yeah, just shut up and take it. I hear it. people complaining un understandably about gasoline prices and that kind of thing, but, um, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a small price, you know, it's a small price to pay for supporting a country that wants to move our way, that has the same dreams and aspirations that we as a nation have. And I don't think we're doing the kind of job that we need to be doing. Oh, okay. Well, if it's not a problem for you, then you take care of it. All right. Give up a good chunk of your wealth because there's many people in this country that don't have the wealth to be able to do that. It's always the, isn't that so strange? It's always the elitist, the very wealthiest. It's like, well, it's just a small price to pay. What if you can't eat this week? Aren't you willing to give that up for somebody else to have it better? And it's like, wait a second. What the fuck are you giving up? What are you giving up, pal? Let me ask you that question. It may not hurt you, but it's killing us. So let's find out. What are you willing to give? What are you willing to put up? Nothing but hollow words. That's what they're willing to give up. Or they're quite willing to put the, uh, you know, Ukrainian flag on their uh, Twitter profile to show that, uh, you know, they stand in solidarity with, uh, you know, the regular people. None of these people have any idea what is going on. And to uh, show how inept and how ridiculous it all is and the great reset at work, uh, thinking that uh, somehow you can just cancel whoever. Uh, here are some uh, clips from this week, just uh, to give you an idea of what, uh, you know, what it looks like. I say to the Russian oligarchs and the corrupt leaders who built billions of dollars off this violent regime, no more. We will leave no stone unturned in our efforts to investigate, arrest, and prosecute those whose criminal acts enable the Russian government to continue its unjust war. You're gonna see IRS agents, Department of Homeland Security, FBI, the Marshal Service, all pooling our efforts to run this task force. No, oh, they're gonna have a task force that's going to take money away from the Russian oligarchs. Well, that's good. Um, only problem is, does that defund Putin? Well, no, China's helping him out. In fact, uh, you know, they were talking so much about the SWIFT payments. And they're shutting them down from SWIFT. They can't do transfers. They'll actually have to pick up a phone uh, to make uh, money transfers. Well, not exactly. Since China designed its own uh, worldwide SWIFT-style system, they're just going to let Russia use it. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, I guess that kind of takes the... Mm, yeah, it kind of takes the, the balls off of what you're doing. Oh, okay. Well, that'll work. Uh, don't worry. We're going to do more. We're going to do more. Prestige and success 
It's another dazzling lifestyles of the rich and famous. Oh, wait a second. Maybe not. To the Maldives right now, reportedly are Russian owned. In France, authorities have seized a yacht owned by Igor Session. They've actually seized two Russian yachts that includes uh, the Amore Vero, which is owned by Igor Sechin, who's the CEO of Rosneft, and also seized by Germany is a yacht owned by Alisher Usmanov. Oh, well, that's good. Now we have a couple yachts. What are we going to do? Are we going to auction them off and see if that'll buy bullets? I don't know. I'm really not sure what the plan is here, but I'm pretty sure that it's not going to make any difference. But don't worry, we're going to keep going down the reset path. Choosing which oligarchs to sanction. Do you start with the richest ones or the ones with the closest ties to Vladimir Putin? Uh, we look at one of the big factors is, of course, the proximity to President Putin. We want him to feel the squeeze. We want the people around him to feel the squeeze. Uh, I, I, would, I don't believe this is going to be the last set of oligarchs, uh, making uh, them a priority and a, and a focus of our individual sanctions is something the president has been focused on. Oh, okay. Well, that should work. Don't worry, though. They would never use this against you. Well, oh, wait a second. They already did. Uh, they already have been using this against you. Um, and it's the same thing. Here we go. Please, and the people around him to feel the squeeze. How does the administration feel that these sanctions could actually change his behavior? What we're talking about here is seizing their assets, seizing their yachts, and making it harder for them to send uh, you know, their children to, uh, to colleges and universities in the West. Um, these are uh, significant steps that will impact the people who are closely around uh, President Putin. So what they're hoping for, and unfortunately, we have one dim-witted uh, GOP member who decided to just put it out on Twitter. Um, what they're hoping for is if they piss off enough really rich thugs in Russia, which <clears throat> ever since the Soviet Union fell, it's been run by thuggery. <clears throat> they run like a mafia state. That's what they have been. And all these guys are guys that were willing to kill and maim to stay in power, just like Putin. <clears throat> and I hate to tell you, uh, taking away their yacht is not going to do anything. But their hope is if they can get enough of them pissed off, then one of them will decide to send one of his men and go put a bullet in the head of Putin, which is fine. That's fine. Who takes over after Putin? Probably somebody worse. So I'm not really sure what you're gaining here. Uh, the idea that this is going to work now is is crazy. It's not going to. It's just a show. It's a show. It's the flag on your Twitter post. It's the same bullshit. It's all virtue signaling. It's the cloth mask that's going to suddenly stop a virus. And oh, wait a second. Now that doesn't work. Yeah, we knew that all along. Does putting the Ukraine flag on your Twitter post, does that help the people in Ukraine? No, of course it doesn't. The time to do something about this was a long time ago. Now your only option is war. That's just how it is. I'm sorry to tell you, your only option for shutting this down, honestly, was before it started. But we had to keep meddling in Ukraine. We had to keep screwing with it for 20 years. And then when it came time to actually do something about it, well, we were way too far down that road thanks to the Biden administration, the WEF, and the real culprit behind all of it, and our dependence on Russia. And now, of course, 
here's the next one. Don't worry. Uh, maybe we'll just start World War III and get some nukes flying around. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, I like I say, I, I don't really watch Fox that much, but apparently uh, Sean ha- Hannity has lost his mind, too. Convoy of, of Russian troops and, and Russian tanks and munitions and fuel. Uh, they're only 18 miles outside of Kiev. And let me tell you, when I look at that, I'm thinking, uh-oh, this is about to become, it's about to go to the next level. You know, if we can see on satellite imagery where the convoy is, I don't know, maybe some smart country, maybe NATO might take some of their fighter jets, uh, or maybe they can use some drone strikes and take out the whole damn convoy. Well, yes, you could do that. And then the next step is, well, now you have war. Oh, full out war. NATO is then brought into war. And then more than likely nukes start popping off because listen, Putin doesn't have the same restrictions as the U S and NATO. Okay. Yes, we have nukes. They have a lot of nukes. Okay. And true. Probably some of them are so old that they, you know, would need a hammer and a, a pit of plutonium or something to set them off. Okay. But they got enough that are operational that aren't rusted hulls of shit out in the middle of the, uh, you know, Siberian uh, forest somewhere. They've got enough to make things really, really, really bad. Now, <clears throat> do we want that? I, I'm pretty sure we don't. I mean, Yes, uh, we want to support the people of Ukraine, not have them vaporized, because that would be the next step. You start doing things like this, then nukes start going off in Ukraine, and the world collapses. The time to fix this was when Biden administration took over, and they put their people in place, and the Great Reset started to roll. And they didn't stop it because they were involved in it and they know it and they know they're at fault for every damn bit of it. And we're going to talk about why. Let's get on to, uh, oh, Brennan. See, this is what I'm talking about. When you're talking about people like the former CIA director, Brennan, you know, one of the people that should be locked up for life for sedition, for trying to take down uh, a setting American president when he's on board with Ukraine, along with George Soros, and oh, oh, here's another one. Here, this is what will make you think twice about what's going on. I'm not saying the people of Ukraine should suffer. I don't think Russia should uh, invade anybody. I'm not saying any of that. I'm just saying the days of black and white, good and evil, all that stuff is gone. It's all shades of gray now, and it sucks, and I hate it. Here is uh, one of the dictators to our north talking about, uh, well, how much he supports Ukraine. Canada and our allies will defend democracy. We are taking oh, these actions today my. to stand against authoritarianism. What? The people of Ukraine, okay. like all people, oh, must be free to determine well, except their for the own Canadians. future. We will continue working with our international partners mm-hmm. to safeguard Ukraine's territorial integrity and prevent this is- further Russian aggression. Oh, good. So Trudeau is, again, like I say, do you feel weird about it now? Trudeau says he wants to stop authoritarianism if it's Putin. But if it's him exerting authoritarianism, that's democracy. Well, that seems weird. And no, it is not straight out hypocrisy. I can't stand a hypocrite, but this is far beyond hypocrisy. 
This is elitism. It's not authoritarianism for Trudeau to do it because he's smarter and better than you, okay? He's better than you. That's what you got to understand about the Bidens and the Pelosi's and and the, you know, Gateses and the, you know, Klaus Schwab's and all these horrible, horrible people, the Clintons, all of them. They just honestly believe they are better and smarter and worth more than you. It's not about them being, they don't see it as hypocrisy. In their mind, they're not hypocrites. They honestly believe that they know better and that they have been, they are should and it is right for them to make all decisions for you so that's not authoritarianism only putin is authoritarian and once you understand that and you get this wrapped around your head you start understanding where these people are coming from and then you get people like you know the ci director ci former cia director brennan again not in prison for trying to uh you know stage a coup against a sitting american president no no he just um he really wants uh, somebody to go, you know, take out Putin. Only going to lead to, I think, Putin's uh, unraveling in terms of his uh, position in the Russian government. Now, what's going to be the tripwire uh, in terms of pressure on oligarchs and pressure on the Russian people and commodities and other types of things? It's unclear. But I do believe that uh, Putin's days are numbered uh, uh, maybe in the double digits. Really? Really? Huh, that's strange. Um that's that's really weird hey by the way if you don't mind could you broadcast it around the world uh let them know that it's a secret plot as well um that way <laughs> that way nobody can <laughs> see it coming um wow wow and of course uh he sounds really strangely like lindsey graham which is weird because i didn't think those two got along uh graham wanted to throw him in jail for trying to you know perpetrate a coup and and falsely accuse a setting american president of things he didn't do and making up a whole investigation which they all should be in jail for possibly the rest of their lives uh for what they did but no he sounds just like him because lindsey graham stupidly tweeted out is there a uh a judas or a brutus or some bullshit in uh, Russia that can kill Putin basically I'm I'm you know summarizing what he said but yeah he just tweeted that out and said hey is there somebody over there you'd really be doing the world a favor if you could just go shoot him oh okay that ought to work I mean that's not exactly a declaration of war or anything um well sort of but you know he's just one guy and he doesn't have the power to do it so you start to wonder the hell is going on and what was the plan? What got us here? How did this spin so far out of control when it didn't seem that out of control just a few short years ago? Now, suddenly, one year into the new administration, and suddenly we're talking about war that we can't stop, and we're going to throw a emoji up on the Twitterverse, and that's going to cure it. How have we gotten to where we're at? Well, it's pretty simple, actually. Now, they've talked about it, and here is a part of the answer in two different sides of it. We're going to start with what the actual plan is from the administration. Here's Pasaki. 
leases. What this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and need to and we need to yeah, look at other ways of process, of having energy yeah, in our country way. and others. One of the interesting things, George, other we've way. seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on mm. Russian oil. Oh, really? Well, there's several of those countries that are going to reopen and and uh, sustain their nuclear power capabilities, which is pretty smart uh, and also green. If you want to go the green route, uh, that is a possibility and uh, probably would be a pretty smart one. If you're talking about electrical power, um, then, yeah, uh, you know, nuclear would be a great option. And I support that wholeheartedly. In fact, I think we should build a lot of nuclear power plants. Have no problem with that. Okay, fine. Uh, if that's the direction they want to go to generate electrical power, so be it. And you will have my full support. That's a lot of jobs. That's a lot of uh, good paying jobs, even building them, getting them in place, keep them operating. Great. And by the way, over time, they become, uh, even though they are a huge initial investment, they come, become very cheap uh, over time because they last for so long. They do pay themselves off and become cheaper. And of course, they're, you know, pretty good for the planet uh, if you're so inclined in that direction. Uh, never mind looking at any of the other countries that we're talking about because uh, they really don't care. I mean, you're not exactly going to see a bunch of nuclear power plants in China because they just don't give a shit. Okay. It's too complicated and too expensive to get off the ground. It's easier just to burn millions of tons of coal. That's fine. Without scrubbers, okay? Because, I mean, who needs those? It's only crazy Americans that worry about that sort of thing. Anyway, <clears throat> so that's part of it. It is a strong-arm technique to try to force you into accepting things that you don't want to accept. Now, there's another part to this, and i got to take a quick break, and we'll be back, and we're going to expose a, a huge part of this that no one really, a few, very few people are talking about it, but not enough. Be right back. Rated the worst. Losing the most bags. Shrinking legroom during COVID. American requires passengers to show ID to fly, but attacks Texas's popular voter ID law. Why is CEO Doug Parker trying to appease the radical left to distract from billions in taxpayer bailouts, from his $10 million payday, from Americans' record layoffs? Doug Parker, American Airlines, serve your customers, not woke politicians. Is constantly political. Why? Cover. Congressional reports suspect Nike used forced labor in China. Religious minorities were ripped from their families, sterilized, sold to factories. Nike made shoes in those same areas. Congress tried to ban Nike's labor practices. Nike fought back with highly paid lobbyists. Rather than hiring Americans, Nike chose China. John Donahoe, Nike. Stop exploiting foreign labor. Serve your customers, not woke politicians is getting political attacking georgia's popular voting law why to distract from years of dismal sales terrible 2020 results reports suspecting they benefited from forced labor in china coca-cola products are poisoning america's youth and worsening the obesity epidemic so the company tried funding phony science to minimize the harms but they got busted james quincy coca-cola stop poisoning our children serve your customers <laughs> not woke politicians all right, and we're back. So you got some people that are uh, saying, well, um, I guess we got to change our energy policy. <clears throat> you got some that wanted to go green, others that say, well, we need to open up 
oil and then of course you've got the uh i guess uh they want to keep calling for a no fly zone at least over the western part of ukraine and you know of course Zelensky keeps calling well we need we need intervention here we need intervention and part of that is because the west uh promised him that we'd have his back if he stood strong against putin and talked big and bad to putin and we would have his back and he should have been smarter and said well these people are full of shit but uh that's a whole different uh ball game uh because of course we're not because a no-fly zone is a declaration of war, of course, and nobody's ready to go to war with a nuclear power. We're just we're not there. Uh, that's the whole point of not having nuclear war. A uh, whole, whole, whole lot of people die. A whole lot of people die. Anyway, let's get into this because this gets a little. I guess it's a little complicated, but not not so much. Not so much. So I don't think people on the right in the lawmaker situation and a a lot of people in general don't understand this and a few people on the left like joe manchin who's like well we're just going to champion a bill to use more american energy and get rid of this now what is the biden administration they're saying well we can't really get rid of russian oil it's going to drive the price of gas even further up and of course you could take the other uh other you know uh stance and say well no big deal just pay more because it's no big deal uh here was the secretary uh transportation secretary um this sounds scary we're still buying russian oil but maybe we'll just move to a different uh model we're gonna try something different just get it from meh how about iran and you'd say no that that can't be true no 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 no, it's true. It's true. They are now talking about an oil deal from Iran. Could the president possibly consider authorizing the Keystone Pipeline, uh, working something out with Iran? I mean, uh, look, the, the president has said that all options are on the table. Oh, okay. All options are on the table. Well, don't worry. We've already been buying oil from Iran. They're really nice folks, as they say, is the leftists in this country want everybody to be called folks they're good folks folks they just you know scream death to america and burn our flag in the street so essentially they're eh, you know antifa and blm so they should be fine we'll buy oil from them that'll work out well also talking about possibly getting oil from venezuela Oh, that sounds great. We should definitely help these two authoritarian because they're much less authoritarian than Putin. What are you talking about? This is all terrible ideas. So somebody asked about the uh, pipeline and Pasaki said, I didn't get this clip actually. But anyway, Pasaki said, well, that wouldn't be immediate. Uh, You know, that would take years to finish up. That's not going to help us right now. We need immediate solutions. And she goes, well, maybe you should go ask the oil companies. And nobody talked about this when she said it. Go ask the oil companies. There's a lot of leases out there we just released and no one's taking them. So you should go ask them. And that struck me and reminded me that we are in the Great Reset. Not just because we think a cloth mask is going to make me better than you. Not because we think putting up the Ukrainian flag on Twitter is going to stop Putin from bombing it into the last century. 
not because they're seizing the assets of Russian oligarchs and trying to cancel them instead of actually doing anything when now it's too late. But that, that comment, that comment caught me because she told the truth and she didn't, and no one caught it. Yes, there are oil leases out there. Why, why aren't we producing that much oil? And they can step back and say, well, you know, all we did was cancel that we're not going to do new drilling on public lands. But there's still lots of land out there. We're offering for people to go and drill it. And yes, uh, they did shut down Anwar up there, up in, uh, you know, Alaska, which, you know, holds more oil than anywhere else on planet Earth, which would make us, you know, very very independent when we don't often talk about what all petroleum does and if you think it just makes gasoline for your car you would be very very wrong uh <clears throat> petroleum is used in almost everything that you have in your house every day and everything you depend on every day all day long including the clothes you wear the medicines you take the medicines that uh the you know what is it the tubing that you know gives you ivs the the need i mean everything you can think of everything your devices are made out of everything it's just it's woven in everything we have to have it we just do there's none of that going away until we can come up with a better better system and they said well you can make electricity from windmills which i have personal experience with and i can tell you it's not a great idea it doesn't work that well but uh you can't make uh medications with a windmill Okay, because it doesn't produce petroleum, which is needed for these things. You can't make your clothing out of wind. You can't. Why? Well, because it's just not the right elements together to help make your clothing. Huh? Winter jackets that are now cheaper that used to cost astronomical amounts because you'd have to make them from real furs. We don't need it anymore because we have petroleum. There's so many things. That we do now that are cheap and affordable because of petroleum that you can't make with alternative energy sources because it's not the energy source. It's the actual product itself that you need. So that being said, why are these companies not doing it? Well, that seems strange. Everybody needs this. And you think, well, there's a lot of money to be made in it. What could possibly be holding these companies back? Um, you think it's policies that have to do with it in the administration? Well, the administration's coming out going, well, I don't know. Ask them. I mean, they're just not doing it. We've got them out there. Nobody's taking them. And why is that? Because they don't want to be openly uh, hostile, that openly hostile, especially right now when people are hurting so bad. They don't want to be openly hostile. It's part of the reset. You see the wonderful thing known as E. S.G. Environmental, Social Justice, and Government. Well, let's see. If you want to go drill for oil, well, ooh, your environmental score looks really, really bad. In fact, it's probably a zero. And the bank, well, you're just a risk. You're just a risk. We really can't give you the money you need to go explore that new oil field because, I mean, Maybe you could bring it up with the social justice score. I mean, do you have your Ukrainian flag on your corporation's uh, Twitter account? Do you? Because if you don't, then you don't even get, you might get a zero on social justice too. And have you complied with all the government? Is the government involved? Are they getting their take? Are you fighting for the right causes 
on the side of the government. Do you support Joe Biden and the Democrats? Because if not, well, you might get another zero. And then after you get all three zeros, well, not only are you not going to be able to explore that new oil that you wanted to explore, but um, you may not be able to uh, get a loan for a house or, you know, that car, that vehicle you need for your business uh, to get out and back. And well, maybe we can't give you those loans. You're too risky. You're too risky. And people say, well, this is all conspiracy theory. Well, what other explanation would there be if there are open oil leases and there's plenty of money to be made, especially when you look right now, oil is over $100 a barrel. Not drilling oil right now would make you an idiot because you would make more money than you could ever imagine. So why would you not be? Why would you not be exploring new places for oil? Why would you leave all that out there? The only reason is that you couldn't afford to do it. The only reason you wouldn't be able to afford to do it is if you've been told that, well, here's too much of a risk. I mean, the people who prop us up, i.e. BlackRock and and all their wonderful WEF components, the World Economic Forum components, all the billionaires that run all these hedge funds, well, they look at your ESG score and, well, you're just not real renewable. You want oil. And that's just, uh, well, that's a no. So the government can stand back and say, well, it's not our policies. We're not doing it. It's the private sector. They're just not coming in and doing this. Now, maybe if they give the government a little cut or get snuggled up with the Democrats, then, then maybe we'll let them get a little bit of oil, just enough to just float us by at $4 a gallon. But... You know, we really need to crush America into really taking on that green energy. So mm, that may be a little rough. People will call me insane and crazy. But is there another explanation that you could think of for any, any sane reason why you wouldn't go, well, hold on a minute. We have plenty of petroleum, crude and natural gas in the U.S. to not only supply all of our needs, but to make us the leading exporter in the world, which at one point we were. And that was really strange because at one point we pushed oil prices so low that people were actually losing money trying to store their barrels of oil because they couldn't sell it because we had undercut them so far. That's called uh, capitalism, by the way. And so Putin stayed home. Putin stayed home because he wasn't making a billion dollars a day. Why? Because, well, oil prices just weren't that good. And uh, all the Garks probably weren't uh, buying five yachts. And, you know, there's a lot of things. Now, were they still wealthy? Of course they were. They weren't in a position to be able to cut off the world, though. They weren't in a position to drive gas prices through the roof so bad that it would bring everybody to their knees. They weren't in a position to do all these things because... Well, they couldn't afford it. And then things suddenly change. The pandemic comes along. The WEF steps in for the Great Reset. It's all the same, same game. It's all the same game. Stick your flag up on your Twitter. Put your mask on. Put your black fist on your Twitter. Be, you know, step right in line. 
You better support the government and its policies. You can't say anything. You want freedom? Well, you're a Nazi. We're going to lock you up. But of course, Ukraine, they're the most precious thing in the world. Listen to Trudeau. They're going to crush their own citizens, crush their own citizens, throw them in jail for 25 years for questioning the government. But he's really, really dedicated to the freedom that the Ukrainians want. Well, that's strange. And now you start to see the picture. Now you start to understand. See, Ukraine was a pawn. And unfortunately, the Ukrainian people are now finding out that they were the pawn of these global elites that just wanted to fuck around and screw around for 20 plus years and have their little social experiment and, you know, thumb their nose at Putin. And then when it backfired, they're running for the hills and they're going, oh, well, don't worry. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let me put it on my Twitter handle. Let me, let me get my flag up for you. Oh, actually take care of energy prices? Well, we don't actually care about the little people. We don't care about the people getting bombed. We don't care about any of that. No. We just wanted to have our little game. We wanted to play around for a while. Unfortunately, we all <clears throat> end up playing. We all end up <clears throat> the victims of these games. And we are now. And the ones that don't realize their victims are just being used. <clears throat> the ones that fall right in line, that throw the black fist on their Twitter, that throw up the Ukrainian flag, that get out in the street and yell and scream about masks or, or how all these leftist policies are just the best thing and they must and shut down all the people that are against them. They're just the useful idiots. It's all a game and we're all pawns. The quicker we realize that and the quicker we start seeking people out that actually care and actually care about the people and have a, a monicum of sense and know what the hell this game is and how to start attacking it, we will continue in this cycle and there will be wars and wars and more wars because they're not serious and they just want control. They want absolute control. As Klaus Schwab put in his book, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. The elites of the world will own everything on earth and you'll just rent your little piece and you'll be happy and just dumb, stupid, happy people because that's who you are. You're not one of them. You're not one of the enlightened. It's not that they're hypocrites. They just truly believe that they are better than you and that they have the right to rule the entire world. That's why they're aligned with people like Xi. That's why they're aligned with the Bidens and the Clintons and the Obamas. They're all useful. And they all end up being useful idiots. And that is the game that we are stuck in right now. So before you uh, run out and uh, decide that, yeah, it's okay to uh, go ahead and do... Uh, a no-fly zone and kick off World War III and have nukes falling, maybe, maybe we should pull back for a minute. Pull back and think for a second. What is the real game that we're being involved in? What was the game that they were playing for the last 20 years without the knowledge or consent of the American people? What kind of games and what kind of plans did they have that got this whole thing set in motion? 
that could have been stopped a hell of a long time ago. Why are the worst people you can think of all aligned, dead set with Ukraine? Seems very odd to me. Here's the last one, and then we've got to talk about some election stuff that's coming out, which is a great, I mean, this war is a great cover for it. Here is uh, Drunk Nance. She's uh, drinking again. Uh, of course, I believe that's every day. Uh, she decides that uh, she's ready to uh, cancel oil um, altogether. I'm all for that. Ban it. Ban the oil. Ban the oil coming from Russia. The president has already uh, talked about releasing oil from the, uh, the, 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 as he already has done, uh, uh, from the sprawl. And, the, and, and, and I'm not for uh, drilling on public lands. What the fuck was that? I don't know, Nance. Have another drink. Go back night-night. Maybe you can do some weird squirrel hand wrist rubbing claps for fire pits next week. We'll call you. We'll call you. Get you a few more bottles of vodka and drink them up. Get ready to do your weird uh, wrist rub clap thing for some fire pits. I have no idea. She's aligned with Ukraine. Biden's aligned with Ukraine. Soros is aligned with Ukraine. Trudeau. The Gateses and the Bezoses and all the worst people around the world all aligned except for Xi Jinping and Putin. Weird. Very weird. Very, very odd. Now, do I feel for the people of Ukraine? Yes. Do I want them to be able to fight back and win their independence? Yes, I do. That's the regular people. I don't really give a shit about the government. I don't. They here's the bottom line. You know the risks you assume. It's just like if you sign up and you go in the military. You know the risks you are assuming when you make that decision. When you are in government, especially if you truly believe in the system you say you truly believe in, like in the U.S., you are a public servant. You come second, and the public comes first. Okay? Part of that is the people matter more than you do. That's just part of the game. Of course, we've got that backwards now. They all mean more than us and get special privileges, and that's where things went way off the rails a long time ago. The way it's supposed to work is they lead from the front, and if they get taken out, well, they're just the symbol of the will of the people, and it's the people that matter more. But, you know, call me crazy. That's just the way it's supposed to be. So I don't really care if the, the government officials get through everything fine or all that. I really do worry about the innocent, regular people of Ukraine that are getting bombed because there were pawns in a globalist bullshit game that these people have been playing for 20 years. That's what I care about. If you really want to know what I care about, that's what I care about. All right, so getting a little close on time. So let's get to uh, the second subject of today, which is that the war has been a really, really good uh, cover for some uh, breaking news. Some breaking news. I got three stories that are very interesting. Here is one from Arizona. I didn't even know that they were still looking at any Arizona results, but here they are. They're looking at some of these things, and here's uh, something strange about them. We're six days signatures out of the 499 where we all six agreed. Novices and experts were complete mismatches, and let me show you those. All right, show us those. Yeah, that's not. Now the these were counted. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. It's okay. uh -huh. a pretty clear mismatch, isn't it? Yes, it is. Uh -huh. 
Here's another mismatch. Huh. Yep. So the signatures Here's aren't the same. Mismatch. It's not the right person voting. Nope. Here's another I, I, I mismatch. I mean, that's, it's yeah, not even close. Here's another mismatch. Oh, boy. So when you look at these, you can't see them because it's a video. You can't see them. But literally what it looks like, and when they say they're mismatches, and the whole story was they went through uh, a batch of ballots, okay, mail-in ballots, and they were matching signatures. Well, out of those, and I can't remember how many it was, I think it was like 1,500 or 1,700 ballots that they looked through, 500 of them were flagged to be looked at. Okay, so they sit down with expert you know, handwrite analysis and just people off the street and from all, uh, all backgrounds politically. And they said out of the 500, they pulled out, uh, to be adjudicated 60 of them, Republicans, Democrats, and independents all agreed professional or not that there's no way these signatures match. And it was obvious they put them up on the screen and you have somebody's signature and beside it, you have what looks like somebody said, Oh, that's their name. Okay. Let me just print that out real quick. I mean, it's that bad. It's that bad. It's, it's like, there's not even a question. It's not like, Oh, well they, the person pushes here and that person didn't push there. No, it's nothing like that. You don't have to get into handwriting analysis. It's one side's a signature. The other side is a printed bullshit, whatever. It's not even a copy of their signature. It's not even close. No one would ever accept it. So, uh, that's what they're talking about. And they go through quite now, a few of them. Say mismatched. We're saying there's something obvious here. We're not saying the person's going to be disallowed, but definitely means they should go into curing. Okay? So when you look at it, when you compare the novices and the experts, we said 60, 12%. So if you take the most conservative estimate, Brandon, okay, at least 12% should definitely have not been, should have been cured. Okay? Okay. Again, that's still 10 times more. Mm. Got it? Got it. So... When you look at the overall numbers, what we're saying is, if you look at the average of the experts and the novices, 40.2%, that's the average. But if you just say where we all agree, the most conservative, that means 12.0% should have been sent for curing, which would have been the 229,430 early voting mail ballots should be cured. So minimum of 229,430 ballots should have been cured and they were not. Conservative estimate. Hmm. The most conservative estimate, 229,000, the margin for victory is like 11 or 12,000. So uh, you might think that maybe there's something to look at there. And if that was isolated, you go, well, that's Arizona. Well, I don't understand. Uh, maybe they need to look in that. Oh, here is a report from a local, local news source. I love this. A local news source. Time for voter fraud. Oh, what's this? Voter fraud. Ruh-roh. Lansing, Michigan. Ruh-roh. A nursing home employee in the metro Detroit will serve jail time for making false statements and absentee ballot applications after she forged signatures for residents at her facility she worked at. The state attorney general's office said Thursday. Oh, no, it was October of 2020. This lady went through and just 100% voted all the people that weren't eligible or were incapable of voting, and she just did them all. No big deal. Now, she's going to spend 45 days in jail and probation. Oh, sad day. Um, and they said, well, don't worry. It's not enough to change the vote. We've only had 56 of these cases so far. 
Oh, only 56. And that's just in the nursing home. So we're not talking about anything else. And this leaked out. And uh uh-oh, wait a second. Oh, it's less than 1% of Joe Biden's margin of victory if you just take these 56%. Oh, well, I just want to put it out there and say if you got people that are this blatant and got caught, there's a whole lot more going on, which, you know, we'll talk about. Well, that's two states. Well, there's some problems going on. Well, wait a second. Well, nobody cares because, you know, they're too busy getting their Ukrainian flag emoji up on Twitter. You can't be bothered with stuff like this. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So uh, this was on a show, uh, Steve Dace show. Um, catch him sometimes when I can. Um, this guy was on there. It's from the uh, Thomas Moore. Yeah, Thomas Moore. Is that what it is? Yes. Yeah, Eric Cordal from the Thomas More Society. Okay, so what's he have to say? This is very, very interesting. This is another one. Well, the uh, Wisconsin Society has been uh, investigating and working in Wisconsin since prior to the 2020 election. And uh, we raised the issue of the Zuckerberg uh, uh, influence. Mr. Zuckerberg's wife, Priscilla Chan, uh, uh, put $350 million in the Center for Tech and Civic Life. At the same time, they put $69 million into the, the, the Center for Election Innovation and Research. These are two progressive nonprofits who influence election administration. With 350 million that went to Center for Tech and Civic Life was spread out, uh, particularly targeting uh, big cities in swing states. These are big progressive cities in swing states, like the states where Wisconsin, Michigan, uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, and others. And uh, what we what we uh, found uh, was that these uh, grants then were the foundation for encouraging election officials to violate the law. And then in Wisconsin, particularly, there's been a legislative audit bureau report uh, saying election uh, officials violated the law. There's been a, a report by the Sheridan County Sheriff recommending felony prosecutions against election officials for violating the law. We've had uh, the Waukesha County Circuit Court say that the drop boxes used in Wisconsin that were funded by Zuckerberg money uh, violated the law. We've got you know Wisconsin Supreme Court decisions saying the Wisconsin Election Commission uh, guidance regarding People didn't have to show their ID if they're indefinitely confined, violated the law. And uh, then we have the Gablin Report, which has 10 different subject areas where election officials violated the law. So when you have serial violations of the law in multiple subject areas, mm-hmm. then, then you get to that point where, okay, we know that, uh, as Carl Llewellyn, a law school professor, said, he said, you know, ideal without technique is a mess. Technique without ideals is a menace. Election official illegalities that occurred in Wisconsin, occurred in Michigan, occurred in uh, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Arizona. And so why is that? Because these progressive nonprofits have narrowed their mind to manipulate elections and election officials to influence outcomes. And it's all illegal and it's all got to stop. Yeah, so basically... Uh, they went through and they found out that, uh, you know, all these uh, voter boxes that uh, were put out, many of them, and, you know, the ones that people were really upset about said, well, there's nobody watching those boxes. They're just drop boxes in the middle of, uh, you know, uh, neighborhoods that nobody's watching is and people can do whatever with and nobody's going to keep an eye on them. 
those were paid for by Zuckerberg. Huh. I bet you he has a Ukrainian flag up now. He had to take down his black fist and put up the Ukrainian flag because that's the new woke cause to fight for Zelensky and the globalists. Not exactly the Ukrainian people. They're just cannon fodder. They really have to win the ideological war. Remember that. And the reason I say that's, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. We're talking about uh, somebody who ran his country a lot like uh, Trudeau does, you know, lock up the opposition, shut down media that speaks out against you, you know, the good principles of a free society. You know how that works. <clears throat> and it's all in Overton window. Anyway, it goes on. The same scam that we're talking about in Michigan was also played out in Wisconsin, <clears throat> which uh, many of the nursing homes. Uh, and they went to places, the guy goes on to say, they went to many places where uh, it's long-term, what's it, memory or mental health care. So in other words, these are people that are not only very old and very ill, but these are people with Alzheimer's and other mental conditions that have been pretty much, you know, they're, they can't consent to anything, right? So it's really strange that in Wisconsin, many of these uh, voted 100%. They all voted. They all voted. Well, that seems strange because they wouldn't really normally vote, nor are many of them eligible to vote because they've been declared incompetent. That's why they are in you know, full-time care. They have mental issues, uh, whether it be Alzheimer's or others, that cause problems. And very strangely, that is huge voter fraud. That's what this lady did in Michigan. And apparently 56 other people in Michigan did this. Uh, all based around the big cities that Zuckerberg paid to get this done. So is Zuckerberg going to pay for that? Well, of course he's not. He has his flag up. He can possibly do anything to him. He is going to help find the Russian oligarchs yachts so how could he ever pay for you know stealing an american election <laughs> he couldn't be too good of a guy he's a lot like george soros what a good guy he supports ukraine he has his flag up don't look over here they are way too virtuous to have been doing anything nefarious to cause any trouble for anybody they just care about democracy they are heroes of democracy oh i get you and that's where we're at <clears throat> that is where we're at right now so it's not black and white anymore at all it's not good guys and bad guys you know it used to be a, uh, an old saying um they would talk about with uh, the intelligence agencies and stuff people would say well it's different it's it, it'll mess with your head because sometimes you get bad people to do bad things for a good reason and that's just something you have to accept because that's how the, this world works and you know that doesn't set well with a lot of people a lot of people go no 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 you know you find a good person that does what they have to to fix a bad situation we'll accept that but people aren't real uh real ready to sign on but that's what the state department and many of these intelligence agencies have done for a very long time why do you think we funded al-qaeda we did we armed them we trained them we paid them to fight the russians in afghanistan and then we act very surprised when they turn around and hate us and attack us and then we go to war with them for 20 years 
We have to stop this policy. And the only way to stop this policy is get the people out of power. And that means in the administrative and and all the, the deep state, as you want to call it, or whatever you want to call it, that continue on these insane, reckless, suicidal paths, whether it be into the Great Reset or whether it be into nation building or screwing around with the rest of the world. That should have ended a hell of a long time ago, and it hasn't. Yes, we should help Ukraine, the Ukrainian people. Let's put it that way. I want to help the Ukrainian people take back their country. And if that means Zelensky's got to go too, then that's what's got to happen. Okay? There is no love loss for me when it comes to governments. Because usually, usually, you will find the government never has the citizens' best interest at heart. And we all know this. We've all lived through it. We see it right now. While they're saying, well, you're just going to have to pay a little bit more at the pump. So what if you can't afford to eat this week? We've got to hurt Putin. Really? Well, how about you discontinue the policy of ESG in the World Economic Forum on the banks and on the Fed through BlackRock and all these other agencies and all these other hedge funds that have now decided that they get to determine what the hell goes on in America more than the people do. Once you stop that, then I'll believe you. Until then, you're full of shit. And I know it. And now you know it. And the rest of us should know it. It's not good guys and bad guys anymore. It's a million different shades of gray. And at the end of the day, it's hard to know what uh, what could possibly possibly be the right decision. I think the best decision is for us to worry about us. Let's get rid of ESG. Let's open our energy department. Let's open our energy resources in America. Let's take away the power from the Hugo Chavez's in Venezuela, who the only reason he has any power is oil. And now we're going to empower him even more. The mullahs in Iran, we're going to enrich and empower them even more by buying their oil instead of empowering and arming Vladimir Putin. This is all insane. It's all the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Just so you can throw the right emojicon and say that you're virtuous and you love the planet and you're going to save the world. It's all a load of shit. And they're perpetrating it on you so they can gain wealth and power beyond your imagination. That'll do it for me here on Sunday. I will be back on Wednesday. I will be back uh, with much, much more. Uh, I'm sure there will be many more stories coming out this week, many that will be interesting and directly with Ukraine and and how this is going to play out, as well as I have a feeling we're going to hear more about some of this election stuff this week, because right now is the perfect time for them to bring it out, because who the hell is paying attention? No one is. No one's paying attention. They're all too worried about putting on their new mask and supporting Zelensky, which is very odd. Anyway. Please do remember to like, subscribe, rate, review. You can find the podcast. If you tell a friend about it, tell them. They can find the podcast anywhere, anywhere that there are podcasts. It's there. I promise you. That would be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, 
iHeartRadio podcasts, any of them. There are, it's, it's just about everywhere. If there is one that you like and it's not there, let me know. I will get it there. Uh, if you'd like to send a message, question, comment, any of those things, you can do so at Eric's America Pod at Facebook. Eric-America.com is the website. And lastly, if you want to send an old-fashioned email, you can do so at Pod at gmail.com. I will be back. Please remember, until then, it's no agenda, just America.